Welcome home, Colombia. Beautiful, beautiful. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Cold Blue, a Sigma podcast. I'm your host, Edmund Gayton, and today we are got a good one. We're talking about Juneteenth, and with me, I have two special guests. I have Michael, who is back, and I have Corey with me as well. Mike, I'm going to start with you. How are you doing today, Mike? Pretty good. Can't complain. I had a long day of working, but, you know, I'm glad to be here, glad to chop it up with y'all, and, you know, just go about my business, you know. I feel that. And your, sem- your semester's over with, too, right? So you just kind of taking it easy for the summer? Yeah, I mean, I'm finishing up this summer class, like, next week. So, you know, looking to just maybe go on a little trip, vacation, you know, kick my feet up, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It's definitely Ain't no bad. wrong with that. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. But I, 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 my last day of school is tomorrow, so I will be kicking my feet up for a while, and I will not be going outside for a couple of days. Uh, Corey, man, how you doing? Good to have you on the show, man. How you living? I'm living. I'm living. Just uh, like you said, you know, like Mike said, I've been working today. Um, I run my own business, so all my days are different. And today was a long one, so. <laughs> I feel that. And what's your, what's your business again? Uh, it's called Forever Yesterday, and I also run one called uh, The Sneaker Movement. So I sell a sneaker cleaning uh, product that I created. And uh, I sell for for that for for forever. Yesterday, I sell vintage clothing, collectibles, stuff like that. Okay, cool. Look, so y'all y'all go y'all go check his business out. I was making sure I was like, let me make sure he gets his little plug in for his business. I'm not gonna let the opportunity pass up. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. All right. So as I say, yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about Juneteenth. So Juneteenth is upcoming. Um, it's it feels like it's kind of a new. Not gonna say a new holiday because it's not new. It's just a newer holiday that people are kind of celebrating. So just to kind of start with, just we have a little bit of background information on Juneteenth. Um, Juneteenth. It was the day it marks when federal troops arrived to Galveston, Texas, in 1865, and is when they took control of the state and ensured that all enslaved people were to be freed. When the troops arrived, they came, and they basically read the Emancipation Proclamation two and a half years after it was signed. And it let all the African-Americans know y'all are now free. Um, some people will mark this as the end of slavery, as it's kind of one of the last places that uh, was still under the control of the Confederates and didn't know that the war was over. So we kind of use it just to mark the conclusion of slavery. So first question I kind of got for y'all is when was the first time y'all learned about Juneteenth and when, or the first time you celebrated it? Because like I mentioned before, it's kind of like a newer holiday so when was the first time y'all either heard or celebrated Juneteenth? Also, the first time that I heard and celebrated about it, uh, my dad used to work at San Augustine's in Raleigh, and he took me to a Juneteenth celebration that they had. This is probably like 2009, and I went in 2009 and 2010. So that's the that was kind of like my first introduction to Juneteenth, and it was honestly because it was like like it was food it was like a bouncy house so it was it was it was lit for me um i think for me the first time i heard about it and i we really didn't celebrate it because i'm from tennessee so um i think i was in middle school and since i'm older than y'all it was like like 93 94 um when i heard about it but i really didn't know anything about it we never talked about it in school or anything like that and honestly, I didn't even, I just said, oh, 
okay, that's something to do. Just kept it pushing. So I wasn't, I didn't know anything about it. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as y'all. I think, shoot, honestly, the first time I like legitimately knew what, because I heard about Juneteenth, but the first time I like knew what it was, it was, it was like right around like 2020, I think when like all that George Floyd, you know, and like the Black Lives Matter stuff was really like at its peak. Like, I think that's when I first heard about Juneteenth. Someone asked me like, oh, it's Juneteenth. I'm like, what is that? You know, and I had to actually Google. So like, I, I really did not know um, much about Juneteenth. So I, I guess, you know, think about it too. Like, I guess it's fair to assume y'all never talked about Juneteenth in school, did y'all? No, I didn't. Mike, same for you. Going to that celebration I went to when I was in school, I never learned about it. Okay, so I guess okay, so and same for me. I I never Mike. We we grew up in the same you know we both grew up in Raleigh, same school district, all that. So yeah, I was never taught about it, and I you know and and I took African American studies classes in high school, and I never learned about it. So I guess the question I got I mean, for y'all. Can is, I, yeah, yeah. No, what's up? Can I? Y'all want to add some? So it's funny. Like I said, yeah, I'm older than y'all, right? But I never heard about it in middle school, high school, college, and when I get my master's. So I graduated with my master's in 2009. And all of those years, I never heard anything talk about talk, talk about uh, Juneteenth. I took an uh, African-American studies course in college. Never talked about it. We talked about the Middle Passage. We talked about all kinds of stuff, but we never talked about Juneteenth. So it was weird. N- no, and I can I kind of go on that too because I took I was a I'm an African American studies major, double major in, okay. that in political science. Never knew like never knew about it. It was like I don't want to say it was kind of like it wasn't important, but like looking back, as you mentioned, it's kind of as though they treated it like it wasn't a holiday, if you will. Like it, yeah. it was never really portrayed as a holiday. Like I think if anything, like when we talked about slavery, it was like, oh yeah, Juneteenth happened, ended. You know, it was like when the last people were freed. Let's keep going. Like it was never like a landmark right. thing. Right, right, yeah. right. It was just like, yeah, that's you know, it's, it's like a speed bump in history. Let's mm-hmm. keep it pushing. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I guess the question I got going on that is, why, why do you think it's not taught in public schools? Because you know, I mean, it's definitely not being taught. I mean. God forbid, if you go somewhere like Florida, it, you know you're not going to learn about it. So, like, why do you think it's not being taught in schools? I think, for the most part, it's just kind of like us. A lot of people don't even know what it is. They do now. But I think, you know, me having a background in education, you being a teacher, um, curriculum design and all the stuff like that or whatever, if you don't have a lot of people that actually know what, what they're talking about, then they kind of shy away from it. So I think there's not enough people to actually put it into the classroom uh, on a wider wider basis so everybody can actually know what it is because they don't know what they're talking about themselves. Um, and I think also, and let's just be straight up, when you have people that's not African-Americans talking about Black people and African-Americans, they might feel a little bit uncomfortable doing that because it is talking about a subject that's really, you know, slavery and and all the horrors and it's like a Pandora's box. So if you know, if you're a white teacher and you talk to a whole bunch of black kids and you're talking about that, yeah, that might be a little bit of a difficult day that you have. <laughs> yeah, I would also say the same. I mean, I feel like with curriculum and kind of how the park is going to that, um, 
some states just don't want that implemented in their curriculum because they don't feel like it's going to benefit all the students. And then kind of like uh, Corey said, you know, even if you're a black teacher and you teach predominantly white students, I mean, you talking about Juneteenth and slavery. I mean, slavery is not really like a, it's, it's, it was a horrible thing that happened. It's not the best thing to hear about, but at the same time, it's like some parents don't want their kids to be going to school and learn about those type of things. They want them to learn the things that they need to learn to get them a job or something like that. So it's like a very slippery slope. I mean, I think maybe it could, you know, help some people to know about it. But I think with all the stuff that's going to happen the past couple of years, you know, it's definitely been brought to more people's attention for sure. Hey, I want to I want to add to that. We bought, we all know that it's all about teaching to the test, and there ain't no test, ain't no questions about Juneteenth on the test. You know what I mean? So it's almost like why, why go there if we have to? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a lot of it. No, that's facts. I mean, literally just, I just gave a social studies final, like, I think it was, nah, Tuesday. Half the stuff we talked about on the test, like, half the stuff we talked about, it wasn't even on the test. So it's like, you know, why, why? And some of the kids are like, why are we learning this? That's a great question. Why did we learn it if it's not on the test? Especially, I feel like nowadays, you know, people are very much, if it's not on the test, if I can't get something out of it, I'm not going to learn about it. Um, But something that I think that y'all said is about the uncomfortability about talking about, you know, about this. And the first thing that comes to mind is something that I think that we've all heard in, when we watch the news from Florida is that what woke culture, you know, DeSantis always says Florida is where woke comes to die. And I'm just kind of curious, like, is it a bad thing to have those conversations? Because I think like, you know, Juneteenth, the essence of Juneteenth really is kind of a celebration of the end of something awful. And if you are celebrating Juneteenth, you have to you have to acknowledge the horrors that slavery that, that was slavery. Like, you have to. There's no way you can celebrate Juneteenth and not acknowledge slavery. And you see, like, places like Florida, where, and Florida isn't extreme, but where you have government officials and school board people trying to push out, you know, African-American history and try to limit, you know, talking about slavery, critical race theories, all these other things. Like, is it something that you think should be taught? Because we just, you know, we just, like you just mentioned, Corey, like, if it's not on a test, why teach it? Do you think something, that's something that we as a society should put more on the forefront? Because I agree, if it's not tested on, no one's going to care about it. So should we make it something that people care more about so more people know about it? Because, I mean, the fact that a lot, 60% in 2021, 60% of Americans did not know anything about Juneteenth. That's over half of the population did not know a thing about Juneteenth. Like, do you think that that's something that, you know, we should push more is having these conversations and have it taught in school? Mike, you want to go? Or... I mean, for me, I feel like if as a teacher or whatever state you're in, if you have a curriculum that's catered towards black history, I feel like you probably should teach it because if you're going to teach black history, you got to teach. the. I feel like you should teach the whole thing. I mean, obviously, you know, with the past of how black people have been treated in America, some things could be pretty horrific and it might not be a good look. Because if we think about it historically, some of this stuff didn't happen that long ago. I mean, some of our parents or grandparents was alive when a lot of this bad things that were going on with African-Americans in this country was going on. 
So it's like you don't want to paint a negative picture, but at the same time, it's history and you have black students in your class that, you know, they would it would they would appreciate learning those type of things. So I do feel like if you're gonna teach black history, you gotta teach all of it. And kind of like what we talked about earlier, how slavery is very horrific. I mean, we celebrate Independence Day and we all know the events that took place leading leading up to America getting its independence from the British. There were wars, people died. I mean, that stuff was pretty horrific, but we celebrate it because we acknowledge what it took for us to get there. So I think kind of with Juneteenth, we have to acknowledge kind of the past of slavery and what it took to get there in order to appreciate how far we come. So I feel like in a way, you should teach it. I mean, if you look at it from a standpoint of, you know, you look bad on America, yeah, sure, but we've come a, we come a long way since then. So I think, it, I mean, it can be taught, but also it depends on how it's taught how it's conveyed to the students in the classroom i feel that i guess just one thought to add is isn't it always interesting how whenever we talk about like slavery juneteenth and stuff it's always in the context of black history but in all actuality is it it's not just black history it's just american history and that's something that i've really thought about too is that it seems like we we kind of try to separate the two when in reality, you can't have American history without having black history because black history right, is right. intricate to it. Like slavery ended, that's American history. But the celebration of the slavery being ended, that's just black history. Right. right. You know, just just thoughts, you know. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's Part of it is it's, 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 it's a bigger discussion that can be had on people or teachers making their kids critically think about things that's going on in the world. I know we're talking about African, you know, we're talking about Black history, African-American history, all-American history, Juneteenth. We're talking about all that things. But doing that and teaching about that creates people that's going to be inquisitive and curious and more well-rounded to be able to have conversations in any topic or any situation a lot of people just i feel a lot of people just it's it's like it's like uh if you tell somebody to look in the mirror sometimes they don't want to see back what they see you know they're afraid to look exactly at who they are and so having that discussion having that uh taught in the classroom will force a lot of people to look at themselves and look at their history and what has happened. And so it's almost like one of those things, if I don't talk about it, it didn't happen. But it actually, like you said, it did happen. So we're in this cycle of hiding stuff and hiding the truth at the same time, having a whole bunch of questions and wondering what's going on and why we don't know about something like Juneteenth, because it's never been talked about. But to be talked about is something that we got to look at. So. No, nah, that's true. And I think, you know, I think part of it comes from just Americans are just very prideful people. I mean, because like, I, I think too, like, you know, you got, a, and this is, you know, kind of going off on a tangent, but you got countries like Germany, you know, where they had the Holocaust, like they had a travesty happen there, but you never see them try to like hide it. Like they're very no. much, this happened, we acknowledge it. I'm pretty sure they do something where like, you know, they even like mourn 
and you know remember those who were lost but like they never once try to hide it like they're like yeah we messed up here this was a terrible thing but we're learning from it but it's like well, americans are like just too prideful we're like no nah, it, it, it didn't happen you know so uh, slavery wasn't that bad you know yeah some black people got whipped but they, they had a home to stay in you know slave masters they set them free but and it's like you really don't i feel like even when i learned about slavery too you know in elementary school and i ain't just elementary school but just in public school it was never like like i knew it was bad but like it felt like i never could understand the gravity of how bad it was until i got to college and then like we sat down and you know i'm reading books like a memoir of a slave mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my gosh this stuff is dark like why like why am i just now learning about it and it's, it's, it's just like we're too prideful. Like Americans are just too prideful or like too ashamed to like talk about it. Right. Too prideful, too ashamed, scared, not knowledgeable, not worldly, not able to actually express to you how you feel about something. It's a whole bunch of things that us in America go through on a daily basis. And the answer is always pull your bootstraps up and just make it work. Just keep moving, keep it moving, keep it pushing. But it's like, that's why so much, you know, mental anguish that people are having and problems because they're not dealing with some of these things that's been happening for decades and centuries. You know what I'm saying? So it's a deeper discussion. I know we don't necessarily want to talk about that, but I think it's all, it's all connected. It's all a part of it. You know, that's my feeling. No, nah, I agree. Mike, what's your thoughts? Kind of when you get older, it helps put it into perspective a little bit more because you have to think you people are living like this for years. I mean, and some of them were separated from their families and hadn't seen their families in years. And, you know, they can't read. You know, some of them were getting in trouble because they, they weren't allowed to read and get themselves educated. Even some of them weren't even allowed to, you know, go go to church and have a little church session amongst themselves because they didn't want them to do that you pretty much you weren't looked at as a human you were literally looked at as property and it's like you look at it now it's like as a grown man there's no way like someone can sit here and try to make you do stuff like that like you know we're all men here and it's just like to put that into perspective and like in the, you were living in a country during that time where that was the norm and it was acceptable and it'd be like you just kind of be like man like I couldn't even imagine having to live like that on a daily basis and not being able to do anything about it. Cause now so much I do that in one of us, you'd be, you'd be like, man, this, this dude out of his mind thing, he could talk to me like that or, you know, treat me like this. So I definitely agree with Edmund. Like when I got to college and just kind of just got older, it put it more into perspective and just made me realize like kind of just really how horrific it really was. I don't think, and I, and I understand people wanting to be ashamed about it, about it, but, I mean, you also have to understand we've come so far. So why not acknowledge our shortcomings and just talk about how far we've come instead of just trying to hide from it like it didn't happen? And what's crazy is you have certain people of um, our tone, our skin, that say, oh, you know, we should just move on. We should just forget about it. We should just go on. It's no big deal, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that is who you are. That is part of your history. That is part of your historical trauma. You do things in your family. You do things as a culture based on the things that were happening to you 
centuries ago, decades ago. You know what I'm saying? The way you eat, the way you talk, the way you walk. If you don't understand who you are, then there's no way you can move forward correctly. And so that's what pisses me off. No, nah, that's that's fact. That's real. And I think and I think the thing, too, as I'm sitting here is I feel like this, in a sense, is kind of the essence like this, because like I feel too like whenever we talk about Juneteenth, it's like a celebration. I always think like, like how, how do you celebrate? You know, like, I think I, I think I was talking to Mike about it last year for Juneteenth. And I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Juneteenth, you know, how are you celebrating it? And when I asked that, I was like, well, shoot, how, how do I celebrate it? And I think that's the thing is that, you know, it's about having conversations like this, you know, and like having moments like this where you can talk about what happened. Because, you know, I also think about it, too. And, you know, we're like, you know, why is it not taught in schools? And part of it, you know, we're saying is like, oh, because people are uncomfortable. But I also think about sit here and I'm like, I, I think also it's not taught because it empowers too much. I mean, if you really think about it, if you sit back, you think about it, right? Like Mike was saying. If I was living, if we were living in the 1800s in, in the South, in North Carolina, well, I mean, for one, we don't have technology, but two, it's like, we don't have any rights. Like, we don't. Like, we are, and I, and like, my students, because I, I teach socialism, like, that's what I was trying to get through the head. I'm like, a slave is no different than a cattle, which is no different than your shoe, which is no different than a piece of furniture. Like, it's property. It's supposed to add value to someone, and if it doesn't, it gets replaced. And that's really all slaves were like they were property. They had no rights. They had no voice. They had no opinions. They had no say like they they couldn't do anything like they were just property. And if you think about that and how much of a disadvantage black people had and all the stuff that they were also able to accomplish. There's only a sense of pride. I mean, if you look at people when they celebrate Juneteenth and like at festivals and stuff, you just see a sense of pride and pr like being proud to be black. Like, it makes you want to do better. Like, I know every time I see it, I'm like, man, this makes me want to kind of be a better me, do more for the community, like, be more out there. You know, I'm like, if this if that's taught in school, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a bunch of black kids that want to be more motivated, that want to get more, like, uh, education, that's going to want to do more. And it's like, that kind of goes against status quo. And that's kind of not what people want. They don't want a group of black people that are super motivated, super, like, like charged, ready to make a change. Because then if you do that, you lose all the power. So I think that's also another, you know, just off my head, top of my head. I'm like, that's another reason why it's not taught, and it makes sense because right, right. If, if you're trying to keep the power, why, why give power? Because like Lily, Mike just said it too. It was conversing amongst black people was illegal. Like you couldn't do that. You couldn't talk mm -hmm. to fellow slaves. You couldn't congregate because they knew that if you talk, if you communicate, you're able to plan, and that empowers you. Absolutely. And it's, you know, we used to say this thing back in the, <laughs> I feel old talking to y'all, I swear. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was always hip hop, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, that's the way I was brought up. That's what I listened to, whatever. And it was always knowledge yourself. And you got to have knowledge yourself. You got to have knowledge of where you're from and who you are. Because like you said, it goes to empowerment once you have that. Because you realize what you can and can't do. And you know who to talk to to get it. So you can't have, I mean, the educational system was basically built for people to become workers, not entrepreneurs, you know, not self-starters. So it's like, listen, teach that person this so they can be able to do this. So it's especially doubly hard for people that used to be property. You know what I'm saying? So you, you made a very good point. 
it's 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 so it's so messed up. It's so messed up, and people just do not realize what is really what what is really the the most important thing, which is knowing who you are and where you're from. Every other culture knows that, but we don't. So even when we get an opportunity to do that, it's 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 not understood. It's frowned upon. We don't talk about it. And yada yada yada. They're saying. Now that's real, because I mean, especially you saying like you know you don't know where you come from. I was talking to someone about like you know ancestry, and I was like, like they were like, oh, like they were asking, they were like, where's your where's your last name come from? And I was just like, a slave owner. I, was, I mean, like you know, I'm like that, like that, like that's as far as I know. Like I know that, oof, I think it's my third great grandfather was the son of a slave and the slave master's daughter. That's about as far back as I can go. Other than that, I don't I don't know the rest. I don't know where I came from. I don't really know, you know, a lot because, you know, it was not well documented. Like you're saying, like, you don't know where you come from. And then you have kids now where it's like, you know, they don't realize the civil rights movements. They don't realize that, that their ancestors were, were once property. They don't realize the opportunity that they didn't have before. Because, I mean... I got kids, they come to school high, they come to school to do whatever, they don't care about their education. And I'm like, people would, people died to try to learn how to read. Like, that was a crime. Like, you had black people who were getting killed to learn how to read, who were trying to get an education, you know, and we got our kids now where they're just throwing it away, throwing the opportunity because they just don't understand where they came from. Because I, I have, I find it impossible if I know I'm the descendant of an enslaved person who was not allowed to learn. I think it's literally impossible for me to not learn. Like right. there's no way, there's no way I can live and be like, yeah, I'm okay with not learning. I'm okay with just goofing off. I'm like, no, like it, it and I think too, I'm always like, my ancestors would they would do anything to be in the situation that I'm in. Like they probably would give their own life to make sure that one of their kids had half the chances that I had. And it's like, that's the mindset that I think, you know, we is important to kind of reestablish for like holidays, like Juneteenth, like remember where you came from, you know, remember what it was, remember where we were and reflect where are we at now? Cause I mean, the work's not done. I mean, we, we all know this work's not done. We still have stuff to do, but we have to kind of know where we were so we can know where we need to go. Because a lot of times if we just keep trying to go and we don't look back at where we were, we're not going to appreciate where how much growth we've gotten. But we're also not going to understand what we still need to do because we're going to get lost. And you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes that happened before. If you don't know what happened before. You know what I'm saying? So. Exactly. And I mean, and the thing too, if you look at it, I mean, this is really, we really just go on attention. But like I said, this is this is what I feel like Juneteenth is all about, having these conversations. If you look now in our government, I mean, you got people like you got countless states trying to restrict rights. So it's like we we're going back and like we're really going back. But if you don't know that, you just going to be like, oh, well, yeah, they're just passing these laws, not understanding what the true intentions behind some of these laws are. And you're just going to be like, OK. And then next thing you know, you know, you, you're going to have to sit in the back of the bus again. You're going to be like, well, what happened? I thought we were good. And it's no, you're not good. Like you know, stuff happened, but no one was there to recognize it and stand up and say we need to do something. 
Right, right. Perfect. Mike, you got anything to add? Because I, I feel like I just kind of went on a long, long little tangent right there. I couldn't agree more with. I mean, we kind of talked about it in your other podcast. That's why it's kind of important, not only for us to know where we come from, but know where we're going to go. Um, now that we have the opportunities to be in spaces where we can make change, it's important for us to invest in things like our education so we can put ourselves in a position to where we can affect change effectively for our community. Um, I know that's one of the reasons why I joined Phi Beta Sigma. That's one of the reasons why I got involved in government life. Um, and I know that's one of the reasons why you chose to become a teacher because you want to inspire you know, the next generation of future black leaders or future leaders in general, but especially for African-Americans. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago where we weren't able to vote. It wasn't that long ago we weren't able to attend certain universities because of our color. And now that we're able to, I feel like we owe it to the people who made sacrifices to us in the past to go all in and try to make these changes so they don't happen again. Because kind of as you see in North Carolina, Florida, certain things historically are coming back because we're not doing our due diligence. So I think it's just important. for That's why, kind of like you said, Juneteenth is important because we have to understand where we've come from, where we're going, and the things that we need to do to continue to go as a people. And I want to add uh, to what Mike said. I think the most important thing out of all of that, too, is we got to learn to listen. I think that's one of the most important skills that I ever learned being a teacher a husband, a father, <laughs> just a, a person, a brother in the in Phi Beta Sigma, you got to listen and look and see what's going on around you. You know, the whole idea of we not having Juneteenth taught is because you looked and saw, hey, we don't have Juneteenth taught. That's why that question came up. You know what I'm saying? We miss so much stuff that it's, 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 it's crazy. And, it's, and especially now with so much things going on with the internet and TikTok and Instagram and all the stuff like that or whatever, all kind of laws and all kind of decisions are being made and people are not paying attention to this. There's certain people that it is, but certain people, most a majority of the people, especially the young folks, they're not paying attention to this. It's like, listen, when can I go get my new pair of shoes or when can I do this new dance on TikTok or whatever? But you got to learn how to listen. And that is like a skill that will pay dividends up in the future. You know what I'm saying? Look, listen, and shut up. Sometimes we just got to shut up. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that got to shut up part. I think sometimes we just, I mean, that and just as a people, man, sometimes we just worry about the wrong stuff too, if I'm being honest. I feel like we just, like yeah. you said, we worry about shoes, we worry about TikToks, we worry about God knows what. I mean, just listening to, you know, just, rap music this day I, I i stopped listening to rap because i'm tired of it same stuff guns yeah. violence drugs it's just it's just like you know when are we going to talk about other stuff when are we going to talk about education we're going to talk about trying to start our own businesses being lawyers you know being politicians giving back to the community in a positive way and we're going to talk about that well let me say this real quick so back in the 80s okay back in the 90s when you had the public enemy when you had de la soul when you had try call quest when you had all these other Rap, you know, Queen Latifah. All these people was talking about black empowerment. 
making moves, making choices, and yada, yada, yada. And so you see what the industry did. They had to nip that in the bud. So let's just get them drunk, get them high, and start talking about shooting and bang, bang. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, it goes back to what you said at the beginning. It's all about power. If you're going to empower some folks, and then they listen to this music, there's some power in them, and they want to go out and start businesses and, and do all this and all that, we lose control. We can't have it. So let's just go ahead and pump this uh, drugs in the community. Let's uh, let's big up the NWA. You know, let's do this. And I love NWA. I'm just saying that negative stereotype had to be amplified to crush the positiveness that was going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So and here we are today. Yeah, no, that's real. And I, I mean, I think too, like, you know, if we look at our, the culture that we have now, like you were saying, like, you know, back then there was a lot of empowerment. People felt empowered. Now, all days, all you hear is guns, drugs, and violence. What, what do kids, what do they imitate? Drugs, gun, violence. I mean, I had four staplers. My four staplers have all been stolen, and kids running around with them acting like they're guns. That's what they do now. And I'm like, so, but, but, and it's like, I get mad at them, but then I'm like, well, I can't because that's what, that's the only thing y'all hear. You don't hear artists or anything like that talking about it, anything else because, like, you know, like the whole that power aspect is gone. Now that's a whole other that's a whole other tangent. I ain't gonna go down because I feel like I could be talking about that for hours because I have. I, I, I could definitely talk about. <laughs> I could definitely talk about that with you. <laughs> yeah, because that's something I feel very strongly. You know, I, I feel very strongly about that. But it's just you know, I I just like you said. I just think that we you know when especially when Juneteenth rolls around leading up to it and afterwards like we just need to like take a moment and stop and just reflect more on where we're at as a community and figure out where we got to go because i mean i feel like we were we strayed in a sense we've strayed and we've lost the sense of priorities that we need we need to figure out how to get back on a better path that we need to be on because if I mean right. like we're saying, you know, if we keep going down this way we're going, it's gonna be real easy for people to take our rights away and you know, and us to end right back in a situation we don't want to be in. And if we end back in that situation, I guarantee it's gonna be a lot harder to get out. Right. And and and, and I love how those situations can just kind of sneak up on people because it make it's always packaged in a way to make it beneficial sounding to you. When in actuality, it's not. That's real. That's real. So the last question I kind of got for y'all, because I think we this has been just an amazing conversation, is whenever y'all think about Juneteenth moving forward, how do you plan on celebrating it, and how do you want others to celebrate Juneteenth? Mike, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have you start this one off. I think going forward, the way I'd probably like to celebrate and for others, just get together. Um, during the Fourth of July, we tend to get together, go places, and celebrate and I think that's a new trend that needs to be brought to Juneteenth um, because it's not a holiday that's like I know depending on the state you might have that day off you might not um, or you can ask where it are but I think that's just a trend that needs to be started because for us as black people um, that's a holiday that I feel like you know kind of like we've been saying this whole time we know we're understanding our past but we're also prepping for the future and I think if you know, we get together with your family, get together with your friends, your frat brothers, your sowars, whatever. Just have a nice little celebration, cookout, or 
just take a vacation somewhere. I think that's a new trend that can be established. Um, it's healthy, it's positive, and it also allow us to celebrate our history and how far we've come as a collective people. I think for me, um, what I want to start doing going forward is everything that Mike said. I think that's very important to just be around the people that's important to, you know, have their camaraderie, talk to folks, saying what you're doing, have a celebration, make it, you know, make it a good, good time, good day. Um, but I, I want to also add to it. We need to start. And this is just something that I think is important. If we have elders in our families, we need to start just recognizing them and, and stuff that they've gone through, especially, you know, we might have people that went through the civil rights movement, you know, listen to them, maybe have them tell stories or something like that. Or, you know, it, it, maybe even call, call somebody and just talk to them, say, how you doing? Something like that. Um, I think that's part of recognizing uh, where we were and where we are now. And that's affecting change to just see about somebody, to, to, to build a camaraderie with your brothers, with your family, you know, if it's just you and your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, building building something instead of just being negative and destroying something. I think that's the most important thing about Juneteenth is a celebration of where we were, how it ended, and how we can move forward and how we can be better. And I think us as Black folk, as all people, coming together and being and celebrating this is a really important thing that we need to make sure that we do. I don't think I can agree any more than with what y'all said. Um, I think for me too, like y'all saying, is like the main part is getting together, you know, like that fellowship, like celebrating with your family, your friends, brothers, sisters, whoever, like come together and have, you know, a like a big dinner or something like that where y'all can all just kind of fellowship, hang out and spend time with each other. But I think the other part for me too that I would add is, there needs to be a portion of community service in the black community. I think that's another big part is because we're if Juneteenth is about recognizing where we've been, where we were, where, you know, all the accomplishments and struggles we've been through, you know, we also got to recognize that there are still people who are still in situations that might not be ideal and taking the time to go back and give to those people. Because I think what made us strong before in those in, in those dark times, if you will, is that we were there for each other every step of the way. Skin folk was your kin folk. If you were black, I'm going to look out for you. It don't matter. And it's like we kind of got away from that. So going back in the going back, find the community and help them out. Give something for them, you know, and really reflect. I, I think the thing, you know. And just reflect, like do some personal reflections, like just take 30 minutes or however long, just like think to yourself, just like realize, like, where are you right now? Could you have been there without the sacrifices of ancestors you will never know the name of? And then what can wow. you do for it to honor them? Because, I mean, you know, that, that's really what, like for me, like even the stuff I do now, like, I think about it in the sense of like my parents, like, you know, my parents, they didn't get the opportunity. My grandparents, like, you know, making them proud, you know, and it's like, I think for me moving forward for Juneteenth, I'm going to think about those grandparents. I'll never know that, that as I tell you, that slave who fell in love with the slave master's daughter, 
who ultimately he, he was killed by the slave, his owner. But for him, he obviously saw a vision that was well, well, well out of his world and was well before his time. Can I do something that would make that idea of being bold to do what you want and chase what you want? Is there something I could do to honor that legacy? You know, so I think I think for me, that's what I'm going to do with Juneteenth moving forward. Because I mean, it's it's a beautiful holiday. I think it's a day that I'm proud that I'm glad is being recognized more. And I just think that, you know, we as people can do more to kind of, you know, build it up a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's almost like, why not? You know, like you said, for the 4th of July, or it might have been Mike, um, we celebrate, we get together, we have cookouts and stuff like that. So this is another day of celebration. And, and the other biggest thing is, too, it kind of goes in what you were saying, um, black history or history, American history from a black perspective doesn't have to necessarily just stay in February. It could be whenever. And so I think it's important for us to take those moments and reflect and then let a little bit of our history, you know, learn a little bit more about our history uh, as we go forward. I think it's very important to do that and get back to your meaning, like you said. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think I can say it any better. Uh, I think, I think honestly, this has probably been one of my favorite conversations I've had in a long, long, long time. So gentlemen, I appreciate y'all greatly with that. So with, I think with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to code blue a Sigma podcast. If y'all don't already follow our chapters, Instagram, that's G S O Sigmas. That is G S O Sigmas on Instagram. So you can stay up to date with the Gamma Beta Sigma chapter on this podcast or any of our other public service events that we do. We do a lot of community outreach, a lot of fellowshipping in the community. Um, I know Michael is a fantastic social action programming chair, and I know he has a lot of great things planned up, so y'all definitely don't want to miss it. Um, but thank y'all so much for tuning in. Stay safe out there. Enjoy your Juneteenth. Spend time with someone. Have some good conversations. And until next time, be good. Be good.